Welcome to the Nations Church Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Oh, isn't the Lord Jesus wonderful? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you love the King of Glory? Oh, come on, so good. Well, it's so true. Um, I do feel the same. Uh, This church is a phenomenal church and you have some amazing leaders and everyone on the team that I meet, you guys are really special and you truly love the Lord. Actually, I feel that this church is like a Davidic church. You know, it's really an adoring of the Lord church. And, uh, and it's so precious, Pastor Ken, Pastor Chrissy. We did have a lot of fun last night. It's true. I won't tell you what the conversations were. It was something about me being single. I can say that. But, um, but, but I love being here so much. And Reese and I have just had the best time with you. And so this morning, I'm just going to pray the Lord really deeply touches and marks your heart. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to serve the Lord. I'm not here to make a great sermon that you remember me by. I want God to speak to your heart. So Holy Spirit, I pray, would you breathe upon your mighty word, God, and your word preaches better than any preacher. And I pray, God, that you would speak to every individual in this room in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, you might be seated. I love that we did corporate communion. <laughs> the sound of it too, the little, it sounded like, it was kind of, it was cool. I love that. <laughs> um, you know, I was taught by uh, one of my, the mentors I, I ran with that, you know, try and take communion as often as possible. Because in doing this, you become one with our King. Uh, who here was at the conference? There's quite a few people. Who here has somebody to put on their prayer list? Good, good. Remember, continue to pray daily and watch the miracles happen. My Instagram inbox and social media inbox is full of testimonies. People say, I prayed for my unsaved brother. Two months later, he's completely born again. And so I just really encourage you to get a hold of that. And uh, we want to see and I want to support however I can your leaders and your church to see more people saved in this city and the nations of the world soon. I'm going to talk to you very vulnerably this morning. As a minister, I have a conviction that I have to really be true about my testimony and and my weaknesses. Um, In this next move of God, which is happening all across the world, uh, I I really believe God is pruning the body and, and he's not giving the next move of God to orphans. We can see right now uh, across the world, there's many people who are falling and different things are happening and you don't want to judge them because God can very easily resurrect a person's call. Um, But at the same time, you know, it brings disrepute upon the body of Christ. If you're not a Christian here, you know, basically on the streets, people say, I don't want to go to church because church is full of hypocrites. And that statement's not true. Church is not full of hypocrites. There are some hypocrites. But the reason why there's some is because Uh, people simply won't be fathered in areas that God puts his finger on. And so I want to speak to you about that this morning. Would you turn to Hebrews 12, which Pastor Chrissy also, that's why I laughed down there. I was like, wonderful. (laughs) Turn to Hebrews chapter 12, please. Let's start with Well, we already did verse two. Let's start with this, verse five. And you've forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. 
for whom the Lord loves, He chastens and He scourges every son who He receives. Let's read that again. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you're rebuked by Him for whom the Lord loves. Say loves. He chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. Say receives. The barometer for intimacy with God is obviously the secret place. It's our prayer life. It's all these things. But intimacy with God does not lead us into, it's not, we sometimes in Christianity get caught on formulas. Like here's my prayer life. If we were to take that word away, because Jesus doesn't really talk a lot about the word prayer life. You know, it's very hard to find in the Bible someone talking about prayer life. What they understood and what we should understand is it was our God life. It was the oneness with God. It's where we meet the Lord. It's where we are, where we are changed by Him. It's where we understand more of who He is. And so Christianity at its depth can really be described like this. God begins to father the creation that was once an orphan. He begins to come into your world and he begins to, to change and the potter puts his precious hands to the clay and begins to mold it and fashion it like Romans 8.29 says, according to the image of God's son. We all know Romans 8.28, that he works all things together for good. That's a good start for Romans 8.29 because when God begins to prune you, it doesn't always feel good. But he does it for two reasons. I love you. My, my fierce love is towards you. And the second reason, so I can receive you. It's for intimacy. The Word of God says that God shares His secrets with those who fear Him, who know Him and like, God, I love you and you can touch any spectrum of my life and I will not resist you. But many people live <clears throat> with sort of areas of their world that, that God can't really come into and I lived that way. One of the greatest things ever happened in my life happened when I was a when I applied to be a pastor at Bethel Church in Redding, California, one of the greatest things that ever happened was one of the most painful things. See, I grew up at the age of eight. My dad was, um, he got schizophrenia and, and when I was five and actually six. And, and then at the age of eight, I started watching pornography and I was really addicted to it. And um, actually I was so addicted that it perverted me as a young kid. I had no sex drive. I had no need to look at these magazines. The reason I looked at them is for comfort. I was looking at pornography for comfort. There was nothing sexual there. And so I began this journey of women comfort me. This is how life will work for me. I got saved. My spirit was born of God. The Bible says very clearly that we become a new creation. John Wesley puts it really well. They talk about this thing called transmutation, where the spirit comes, you are born of God, your spirit is new. You're fused with the Holy Ghost. You are one. But then the soul is conformed to the image of the Lord. Romans 12, 1 and 2. All these verses, you know them, you know. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know all the, those verses. And our soul is, the, the spirit begins to transmute, like shine the light of the Holy Spirit inside our new spirit into our soul, into the way we think, into the way we adjust life and do life. And we begin to be Christ-like. That's the reason why we're Christ-like, because He's in, inside of us. 
but we still have a will. One thing that made it through the cross was the human will. And we're not robots, which means we have choices, which means that's why when people say, well, we're all as close to God, you know, God's not a communist. God, God doesn't, everybody isn't the same to God. There's friends of God. You can meet people that are deep with Jesus. You can sense it. Then you can meet people that are shallow and you don't want to judge them because the shallow one could be deep in a week. It's not about judgment. It has nothing to do with that. In fact, when I meet um, people who are weak in the faith, the Bible says to uphold the weak brother. So it's my job as a servant of the Lord to try and help the weak one to get strong. It's not to judge at all. Uh, judgment is foolish. That, it's really foolishness. Um, unless the Lord gives you a righteous judgment on a situation. But we don't judge like that because how many of us have fallen, you know? We're very quick to forget the mercy and the hand that pulled us out of the miry pit. We are very quick to forget that at times. And so we shouldn't judge others. We should look for mercy. Amen. This weeping and repentance already happening. And so the Lord began to, to really, um, I lost my point then. That's all right. Um, the Lord really begins to change you, but I had areas that I had segregated away from God. And one of the areas that I pushed away, I tried to be better. I, I would cry out, my conscience was alive now, was pornography. And so what I did was I started to get, um, I started to adjust and I started to get better and, and, and I pressed in and, and I did the right things and, you know, I had faith. And, and uh, but there was this sort of like, I'd say there was this kind of borderline that I, I would get to, and when I'd get near this total surrender, I would back out of it, I would back away. And one of the greatest things that ever happened to me was when I got to Redding, California, and the hand of God was on me, I wasn't watching porn every day, it was once every six months only. So I thought I'm pretty victorious, you know? And I'm doing much better than I was as the, the man who was pre-Jesus. But, one of the greatest things that happened was I was like anointed. They saw my anointing. They're like, you are a powerful man of God, Ben. You're a young man. We can see God's hand. He's going to take you to the nations. Uh, they would prophesy over me, all these things. But when it came time to me being ordained as a pastor, they asked me one question. Have you overcome pornography yet? Are you pure? And I couldn't lie. And I said, well, you know, we all, what we do is with sin or with areas of our life where God is putting the pruning fork to, what we do is we make sort of Christianese adjustments on what sin is. Like we might say stuff like this, I don't feel motivated right now. No, God's saying you are lazy. But we make it sound better. People come to me and go, they say to me, you know, I'm just caught in a struggle. I'm like, do you mean you willfully love pornography? It's a struggle, yeah, and you are caught, but it's still got something to do with you, doesn't it? It's not like you're a robot that's been tied up in chains and has no power and has no will and has no ability to come near to God. So I had this little area that I did better at. So when they asked me, I said, truthfully, I said, well, it's only every six months. Then they said, then we will not ordain you as a pastor. You will not be a pastor because we cannot trust you with people. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. It cut me so deep it sliced me so deep and I did the normal human reaction inside. How can they judge me? That's judgment. This is one of the most grace-filled churches on the planet. But I'm like, they don't know my struggle. I was intelligently making up excuses. I mean, let's just think about this logically. Why would I be protecting that thing? 
unless I wanted to. Unless there was an area that the Father couldn't prune me in and He couldn't talk into. And it's funny because I look back and I remember people would pray for me and they would suggest things to me and I would not listen to their suggestion. In fact, I'd even give them Scripture. This is not who I am. The Bible says I'm a new creation. That's amazing to give Scripture, but the fruit has to land eventually. But they were wise enough to prune me. And I wish I could find a better Greek word for you here, but the word chastening here actually means punishment. (laughs) God goes, I love you, smack. God's like, I wanna receive you, come here, whack. And you're like, ah, you know. But his sword is covered in oil. But I was a professional at ducking the sword. Every other area, I'd fast and pray, give me faith, break the fear of man, and God could pierce me. But in this area, I just cut it away. I, I, it's like I had this protection around this. And, and when I would repent, I'd say, I'm sorry, God. I hate this, God. And internally in my soul, it was like there was, but if the day is bad enough, I still have an option for sin. I didn't say that, but that was the reality internally. So these wise leaders, these, these, they, they, they really made me feel ashamed. You know, we spend a lot of time going like this. We just break the shame off you. And sometimes we should let the shame sit on people so that they understand. Paul said, you should remove someone so they feel ashamed. And then they'll go, God, this sucks. And God will be like, does, huh? Come back here. That's what they did to me. And they wouldn't discuss it. Then I got back to Bethel three months later and one of the senior team, one of the big guys who runs the whole ministry walks past me in the cafe. Hey, Ben. I was like, oh, hey, didn't even know he really knew me. And he goes, how's your purity? And I was like, I was like the whole of Bethel's talking about this, you know? I felt terrible. I felt disgusting. I felt like the senior team knows about my problem. I was like, this is horrible. And then I finally realized, I'm like, what am I protecting? What am I protecting here, God? And I, I, I started to give up and I started to do uncommon things. In Revelation 3.19, Jesus says, be zealous and repent. I started to put zeal into this area of my life. I went, that's enough. You have cost me a lot. I'm not married. I'm, I'm in my 30s. I'm not married beginning 30s, uh, no, actually not even, thir- yeah, 30 maybe. I was like, I'm 30 and I'm not married. And, and, I, and my eyes, I see things the wrong way. And I started to, to allow this pruning sword called the chastening of God to enter my, that area of my life. And I started going to a purity group. I got a book and I started to write all the reasons why I depended on women. I started to do things different. And then I fasted and sought the Lord. And I also told everybody I knew, I thought this thing has kept me in the dark and I've kept it in the dark. And and there's an area of my life that the Father hasn't got a hold of. And for you, it might not be sin. See, it might not be pornography, but what if it's the fear of your destiny? What if it's the fear of doing something great for God and you've just always, no, 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 I'm supposed to be in the corner. I don't wanna be too much. I don't wanna raise my voice. I don't wanna be bold. And you're just wasting your life. And, And God has this whole area where He's like, please let me prune this and draw near to me that you might inherit my glory here. It could be the fear of man. It could be pride. Many people, well, I own this much money. I, our business has 500 employees. It's like, let God prune that off you. 
Let God come. See, the whole purpose of the Christian life is that I would give you glory, Jesus. That I, my image would look like yours. That I would bear you well. But I didn't in this area. And consequently, because of this, I had another area of deep fear, not sin, hidden. And it was the fear of marriage. I don't have the fear of man. I can stand in front of you and preach. I can go on a train and preach. I can preach in the airport. I can preach in the plane. God has told me one time, I remember he told me to stand up in business class. I was in business class and I was like, God, that woman's dress looks like it's worth more than my whole life. And he said, he said stand up and preach the gospel. And I was shaking and, and I did it. And, and I did it as we landed. I was like, I'm not gonna do it now because if I do it now, the whole ride's gonna be terrible. They'll probably kick me down to economy. And I remember the Holy Spirit convicted me. I want you to preach to these people sitting here in business class. I fly a lot, so I get all these miles and upgrades and all things. And, and, I, and I was like nervous. But as we landed, I was like, you can prune me there. God could, see, God could father me in all these other areas. And by the way, I did. When, when we landed, you know, boom, the seatbelt thing comes off. Everyone's tired looking at me. And I was like, hey, you know, <laughs> and, and I was like, I just have an important announcement for you. And, uh, and I didn't know what I was going to say. And out of my mouth came, it was very bad what came out of my mouth. I was like, you may never see me again. And there was a flight marshal on the flight. It was not a good idea, really, the way I started. Anyway, anyway, that's, that was my, my understanding because the guy that looked at me really weird and he came up to me later, why did you say we'll never see you again? I said, because I'm getting off the plane, man. But I preached. I preached the gospel and I said, I said, Jesus loves you. The sum total of your life, no matter what you have in your life, it was like 30 second sermon. They're like, this and I said whatever you have on your life all it will be is a two inch signature at the end of a will I said have you considered eternity have you considered heaven have you considered that your life may have more purpose than the money you have in the bank or the relationships you have and and, and I did it and it was powerful the Lord was there I should have taken up an offering in business class it was like it was powerful but God could prune me you know God could father me in my fears but I had this whole area that he couldn't. And the Bible says, if we don't let God father us, we become illegitimate sons. We're gonna read verse seven in a second. I'll tell you what happened in Reading. Verse seven, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. Some of you are saved and you're still going to heaven but God can't deal with you. He can't catch you and mold you and deal with your life as a son. And, and you might still be saved, but you will lose so much. And you're not meant to lose. You're meant to be free. So I said, okay, okay, God, you can put the sword into me. I'm not gonna make any excuses anymore. You can do whatever you want in this area of my life. You wanna know something? I went from having all that junk from eight years of age, 20 plus years addiction to sexual things, to one day on my floor, feeling the grace of repentance in that season, exposing it to my mentors, fighting against it, saying, I'll zealously go against this now. This is now my enemy. And I was on the floor, I don't know how it happened, but I just wept uncontrollably as I realized every time I'd sinned, it didn't just hurt me. See, I used to go, Father, deliver me, forgive me. We all do that, right? God's compassionate, but never did I really say, did this hurt you? Never. 
I can never remember going, how do you feel when I do this? I never considered God. But one day on the floor in that season, because I was like, my calling is being killed here. And a fork in the road was the biggest gift for me. And I'm so thankful that someone took God's sword and went, they sliced off my ability to live duality in Christian Christendom. They sliced off my ability to end up at a pulpit as an orphan. They sliced off my ability to be leading a move of God and then falling in the move of God. This is what's happening all over the world. And God is not gonna give the next move of God and all the fruit to an orphan again. You see people falling left, right, and center. I can guarantee you those people had their opportunity where someone said, can I pray for you? Can I help you? Can I counsel you? Can we sit with you for three months? You don't have to quit ministry. Let's just sit and let's just deal with this area. Let's aggressively let the Father prune this so that it might shine with His glory. They didn't let Him. And they could do that now. But sometimes it's, it's, the, the damage has already been done. And so I allowed God and 45 minutes on the ground, I was weeping uncontrollably as I felt that all of my sin was against you, God. I got it. I was like, I did this to you. I don't know how, gone. I got up off that floor and I remember a couple of days later, I saw two people kissing in a car park and I was like, that's gross. I don't know what happened to me. I became so purified. Now it's not gross if you kiss your wife. That's wonderful. Do it. Um, but, but, but I, I saw non-Christians like just lust. I could see it. I was like, that's what I was in? That's what I was under? That's empty. That's fake. And I was so purified. From that day, I never saw pornography ever again. If I saw it on my phone or somewhere on an on a Instagram reel, if I saw a lady on Instagram, I was like, oh, poor girl. Seriously. I was so delivered, I was shocked. I was, for three months I walked around like, when am I gonna sin again? I don't know if I am gonna sin again. Am I gonna sin again? And I just couldn't. I was like, my spirit is changed. You cut, that sword went in. You fathered me, you dealt with me here. Finally, because I submitted, I didn't duck anymore. And God said, I wanna do part two. And that only happened 18 months ago when I was crying, bawling my eyes out. See, once I got free, I decided what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna walk pure now. I'm gonna be integrous now it, with relationships, with girls, with everything. I wanna be so integrous, God. I loved integrity and, and I was like, okay, God. But I had this area of being single. So I'd travel around the world, church to church, stadiums, everything. Someone would go, you know, this lady, she's our worship leader. She's amazing. And, and, and I'd be, you know, in the worship service looking, I'm like, she does look pretty amazing, you know? <laughs> but, but inside I had this like, I, I think it was because of the, maybe it was an overreaction to how I was so perverse, you know, that, that I went kind of the other way. And, um, and I used to do this kind of intelligent Christian thing. The whole time inside me, when people would say, you should get to know her, and I'd go on like a date. One time I went on a date, I remember I went on the date. I didn't think I'd be talking about this, but I am. I went on the date. I was actually thinking to this morning, I was like, when I preach this, I'm gonna avoid this area. But I guess the sword is still coming there. Um, I went on a date and I got in the car and I started crying and asking God to forgive me on the way home for going on a date. That's how heavy the condemnation was and the fear of marrying the wrong person was and the fear of that commitment was, but I wouldn't admit it. So what I do is I get my friends or a close person to me, pray for me, bro, I just, I want a wife. Yeah, Father, we prophesy, I believe she's gonna be this woman, she's gonna be that. And I would pray, I would intelligently duck the sword. You know, you do that too, we do that. 
Someone goes, how are you? Well, you know, you know my, my purity, it's just been a journey. Just be honest and go, I'm ducking God's sword. I won't surrender yet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I said that clear enough. <laughs> Let me say it with more, more grace. <laughs> what journey, what journey of fear, what journey of sin, what journey? Where does Jesus make provision for that journey? He's like this. He's looking at you. You know, like a Maori. He's looking at you and he's ready like, come here. And you're like, Christian friend, pray for me. Yes, give him a wife. Amen. I was ignoring my fears until my fear got the better of me. You see, sin, fear, hidden anxiety. What, I'm not just talking about sin here, you see. A pride, a broken marriage, the fact that you and your husband live together but really alone, that you've stopped talking to each other three years ago and you go to church and, you know, see, I've seen it all in the last 12 years traveling. We duck the sword. We don't let God transform. We don't get dealt with as children. We become orphans in certain areas of our life. So for me, I was happy for people, yeah, pray for me, yeah, bless, yeah, okay, she's gonna be great. But guess what I never did, never chose anyone. Guess what I did by doing that? Sometimes I'd become a friend with a girl and just be her friend and she would feel, and I could tell, she didn't say, I like you, but she would just, I could feel it. She wanted to hang out, she wanted to talk to me, she was my mate, there was nothing impure, never texting her, sexy things, nothing impure. Holy, integrous, everybody would have seen it, except me. I knew inside, I should probably tell her we are not gonna be together. But I wasted people's time because I had fear. I, I was afraid. So I'd go back and forth. Maybe it's her, maybe it's not. I'd get in the car, I'd cry. God, forgive me. And God was the whole time looking at me like this. Remember last time the pornography come? Same deal. But I wouldn't. I, I ducked it. 18 months ago, I broke down. I said, I'm nearly 40. I feel I'm missing the promises of God. Every one of my friends has a wife, they have children. I'm nearly 40, God. And I said, what's wrong with me? Why can't I choose a wife? I heard a little, little voice, call your mentor. My mentor usually is like, well, you'll be all right. Pray into it, do this. I rang him, I said, I'm crying like, I can't choose a wife. And he said, you need counseling. That's it. And you know what was interesting? For years, my mother, my pastoral friends, people would come to me, me and my wife, we did pre-marriage counseling. Bro, you should try counseling. Maybe you have a fear. No, 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 I'm, it's not a fear. I just haven't met the right one. Liar. You see, I was so intelligent at avoiding. Why are we so good at avoiding God's sword? Why not submit? The Bible says why? Because no correction feels good in the moment, but it produces the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Next time I see you, it might have produced a woman next to me. Next time I see you, <laughs> because, now I'm not boasting in that. I'm not boasting in that. But next time I see you, I might go, the sword did this. <laughs> yeah, someone said in Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, but I'm not, let's, let's, let's jump back off me, back to the scriptures, back to your problem. 
Do you hear what I'm saying though? What areas of your life? What areas of your life have you said, God, you can't go there? What if it was former abuse that you went through that you just shut down? And every time someone comes close to you, oh, do you explode? If they, if they reject you a little bit, you are deeply rejected. You have buttons that are still there, triggers that are deep. And God's for years been like, come here. Shh, I wanna, I wanna help you. So people would say to me, you should get counseling, bro, I'm a new creation. I just need to have my mind renewed. I made excuses. First counseling session, I'll never forget it. <laughs> I sat in my car for this session and I remember feeling the pleasure at the same time pain, but I remember feeling the pleasure of Jesus. I remember thinking Jesus is here. I was on Zoom. I remember thinking as I'm sitting there talking like, I have fear of marrying the wrong person. I have fears in my life. People know me as super bold. They know me as hiring stadiums. They, they see this, this man of God and I'm afraid of commitment in this area. In other areas, I have a staff of 55 people. I've mentored them for eight years. I've only had two people leave in eight years. I've been, a, I think, okay mentor. And, and, I've, and I've, I, I commit to them. I, they can get deep in my world. I'm deep in their world. I'm not afraid of vulnerability, but I was afraid of marrying the wrong one. And, and so finally, it was like I walked right into that sword and within a few counseling sessions, this wise counselor, spiritual man, he didn't go, let's dig up 400 years of 5,000 curses. I mean, how far do you have to go back until you're gonna get free? I'm not against that curse breaking stuff, but they're like, we, we need to break the curse off the Scottish Celts that killed everyone. I'm like, I don't even know the Scottish Celts. I don't know, how far do I have to go back? Guys, it's not about hunting for problems that don't exist. It's about where you can see you've been avoiding God's fathering. Father me, God. Father me, God. Can God father you? Can God really father you? Can He father you to surrender your business and start becoming a pastor? Can He father your call? Can He father your marriage, the way you treat your kids? I meet a lot of people that are like, they're very godly and they're harsh to their sons speak down to their children. I'm like, and I feel like saying, can God just get in that area of your world? You got so much beauty in your world. And that one area, you're just hurting your kids. Can God just father you? So a few months into the counseling, we're sitting there, I kid you not. As we're in counseling, he goes, I want you to ask God if there's any girls that you need to forgive or you have any anger toward women. I didn't know that this was gonna happen. It was now months in and I was enjoying the sword. I was enjoying it because I was like, oh, I feel closer to you, God. He's like, yeah, I'm fathering you. You're right up on my lap. I've received you here. This area is now received to me. And I just said, God, is there anyone I need to forgive? Like that, I see five faces, these girls. When I was a kid, my last name rhymes with schizophrenia. It's Fitzgerald. They started calling me Fitz the Skits in my primary school. For years, the whole class turned against me. I used to come home every day crying. I used to lie every day. I, was a, I completely f falsified my life because they would tease me for days and it all started with these girls who picked on me hard. And I said, oh no, I was like, and I said, I forgive them. And I kid you not, I don't know whether it was a demon or whether it was just a weight or a burden. I don't understand exactly what, how it works in the spirit realm. But what I can tell you is this, when I said, I forgive them, something went off me, off my chest. And I went, I was like, <sighs> I, like I knew it came, I felt like a, like a band around me went bang 
off. And, and right after I'm like, you know, like days after I'm like, I wanna go on dates. I wanna get married. You know, like my, I, I, there was a root of this stuff. There was something rooted there, you see? Our soul can be very complex. And God began to father me and I stayed in the counselling even though I felt like most of the things to do with the fear of marriage are now gone. I stayed there because I said, God, I wanna deal with any area while I'm in this season to make me a healthy person, a healthy leader. And I just feel closer to my dad. I just feel like my dad can have my yes. I don't wanna avoid him in things anymore. And if I get back into the cycle where I'm sort of afraid, I catch it quick and I'm like, oh, dad. He's like, yeah, we dealt with that son. Don't go there, stay with me. And this morning, I really believe the Lord wants you to go with Him. We finish with this verse. Would you turn to John chapter 12, please? And I'm gonna pray for you. Is this speaking to anybody this morning? Put your hand up if it's talking directly to your heart. Oh, that's good. John 12. Let's start with verse 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, Let's read this part slowly. It remains alone. You feel lonely in some areas, right? Yeah, me too. Because that area is in your hands. It hasn't fallen into God's soil yet. The areas of our loneliness and weakness are areas that we haven't been fathered in, that we haven't let God mature us. God wants a mature church one that's strong through the storms of life, one that loves him and kisses him and blesses him on the worst day, not just the, the best. So he said, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. Verse 25, he who loves his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will find it, will keep it for eternal life. And this is the verse I wanna finish on. If anyone serves me, put your hand up if you serve Jesus. Wonderful. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. Put your hand up if you follow Jesus. Good. But this one is the real meat of the verse. And where I am, there my servant will be also. You know where Jesus was for me? The counseling session. When I got there, I'm like, he's here. He was probably trying to lead me there for five years. <laughs> See, I don't want to say I follow you and, and for that to be a statement that's cheap, right? I want to really let him lead me. <laughs> and it is painful, but it's how he loves you. The promise of his love is pruning. I pray now all the time, Father, discipline me. I literally pray that prayer a lot. Lord, I'd really love you to spank me. I don't say the word spank, that's kind of awkward. But I, I, say, I say, discipline me, right? Discipline me. Make it real, my life real. Let everything be for your glory. Yes, Jesus loves me, right? Yes, Jesus loves me. <laughs> yes. Jesus loves me for his sharp sword is cutting me deep. 
Yes, the Father loves me. <laughs> yes, the Father loves me. Yes, the Father loves me. For he's pruning the areas I've run away from him in. <laughs> That's the truth. This morning, the Lord wants to love you. This morning, the Lord wants to mature you. The Lord wants to change history through your soul given to God. He has big plans, but He won't give the plans to orphans, only to sons and daughters. Would you close your eyes? I'm gonna ask three questions and I'd love you if you could be vulnerable with me like I've been vulnerable with you. And please understand before I ask these questions, I am not perfected yet. I'm on a journey like you. I need more development. Some of you don't need counseling, you just need to be in the Bible more. It's not about counseling, I'm not trying to edify counseling, I'm edifying the pruning hand of God. Let's just be as still as we can right now. It's not the best time to go to the toilet. Don't run from the pruning. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Just be still before the Father. Think about the Father right now. Think about Father God. I'm gonna ask you, no one's eyes are open, I can see. I wanna ask you three vulnerable questions. Put your hand up if you're avoiding God, fathering you in the area of sexual sin or sexuality. Put your hand up high. Don't be afraid, no one can see you. Yep, that's about 150 hands or so. That's good because it's honest. Put your hand down. Put your hand up if you're avoiding being fathered in the area of fears, fears you have. Yeah, good, like what I had. Fear, yeah, you can put your hands down. That was about two thirds of the room. The last question. Put your hand up if you know there's an area of your life. Might be your business, your family, a little secret sin that's not a secret to God. Put your hand up if there's any area that you can think of where you're avoiding the Father pruning you. Put your hand up high. Okay, that's about 80% of the room. So what I'd love to do is I'd love to pray for you that this pruning sword goes deep. But before I do that, just stay in that place, just sit with the Lord. If there's anybody in this room, you maybe came here with a friend today and you're like, man, my life is a train wreck. Internally, I'm so empty. And I'm missing something. And I can feel the presence of this father, this good father you're talking about. I can feel him here. But I've walked away from God or I didn't maybe believe in God at all. I wanna tell you, friend, that you're in this room because you're on God's calendar. And Jesus says that he loves you so much that he came and gave his life on a cross for yours. He died literally for your sin, for your life, that you would have a whole life, that you would become a child of God, that you would be fathered into the destiny you were always born for. But sin separates us from God. And all that the Lord requires is that we believe that He made a payment, a provision for sin. And His name is Jesus Christ. We live in 2023 AD. This man was no ordinary human. Time itself changed. 
when he came to the planet. This man is the reason we have hope and he's the reason all of us can become God's children and be forgiven of our sins. If you're living in deep regret, a deep compromise, you fell away from God or you never knew and you want to open your heart to God and you want a relationship with him, every eye is closed right now. Take off the mask of the fear of man. If you want a relationship with Jesus and to come home today, place your hand in the air right now. And only I can see you and a few other ushers. I see you, my brother. I see you too. Bless you. I see you. There's many. There's many. I see you up the back here, up the back there, right there. See this man right here. Just make sure you find him. Yeah, there's many. I'm going to ask again. I feel there was a few more that just wanted to place their hand up and you didn't. Maybe it's just a bit of fear that someone would see you. Don't worry about that. It's your life. Let go of the brokenness. Jesus' blood on the cross paid for every sin to be washed away. When we put our faith in Him, our spirit is born of God. He cuts the past. He makes all things new. You become His child. And furthermore, friends, we sinned against God and we're guilty, but He reaches out to you this morning. He says, come and be free. I love you. I'm gonna ask one more time if you want a relationship with Jesus Christ to turn from your sins to become God's child. No eyes are open now. Everyone's got got their eyes closed. Put your hand up if that is you, if you want this. Yes, I see right here in the front. Right here, there's many more hands. Wonderful. Up the back here, right here. This man right there, you see him? The ushers are coming to you. The man in the red there. Put your hand up again right, right there so I can see. The ushers are coming to you guys. Wonderful. Wonderful, there's more. What I'd love for you guys to do, you can open your eyes now. What I'd love for you to do is something very, very simple. I would just love that you would go out the back because we are so excited about your yes to God. I would love that you go out the back. There's these gold and purple balloons out there that at the end of service, we'd love to get to know you, give you a Bible, pray with you and and really get around the decision you just made for God because we're excited. And the Bible says that all of heaven right now is celebrating because of your decision. The Bible says there's more joy in heaven over your yes coming home to Jesus. So please at the end of service, Would you so kindly just go to those balloons with your friend. A few people I saw, they have friends who bought them. Go with them to those balloons outside so that we can connect with you. And we just wanna help you get closer to the Lord. But for the rest of you, there's one minute 48 left on the clock. God's sword works very fast. For the rest of you who placed your hands up, if you want to be free, if you are truly at that place where God, today, I have the boldness to invite you to come in and father me in this area. Would you grab your belongings and walk down the front so that I could pray for you? Precious people, I tell you, this church, your leaders are amazing people. And all of you, I can feel there is such a heart and a hunger for the depths of God. I believe this church in Australia, particularly in this area, is going to be known as one of the deepest wells of the presence of the Lord because you're being fathered by God, because you're being fathered by Him, because He is leading us. Come down, come down. If there's not room, just come all the way to the front. You can squeeze in here. Some of you may not find room. Feel free just to sit in the aisle or sit on the, uh, the aisle chairs. We're going to ask the Lord to do a deep work 
and I encourage you just a couple of quick encouragements, okay? I don't want to talk too long. I want you to encounter God. I don't want you to talk, hear my words. I want you to hear Him in your heart. But let's do this. Just wait 30 more seconds and people, many people are still coming. I firmly believe that this moment right now, I don't know why I sense this, but this moment right now, I feel like God is separating people unto the ministry, separating people from old destructive patterns. I feel somehow that this moment is connected to thousands and thousands of Australians being saved. I don't know how. It could be because it might be that God's boldness comes over you. I don't know what's gonna happen here, but let's pray this prayer. And what's the right posture with God? It's repentance, right? We just tell Him, sorry, Dad. Okay, let's pray together. Abba Father, we ask You to forgive us for avoiding You and avoiding being pruned and fathered. And now I want You to say the area when, when we pray. In the area of, now tell Him. Tell him out loud, don't be afraid. Just tell him, porn, family, just be vulnerable. Say, today, Father, I'm inviting you and your pruning, your precious hands into this area of my world. Give glory to Jesus in this area. And here's what I wanna pray. And if I'm carrying any heaviness, any burden, any spiritual thing attached to me, any shame, any condemnation, any old wounds, take it away, God. Go into the depths of my heart today and flood me with your mercy. Thank you, Father, for the presence of the Spirit. I can feel Him just moving right now like rivers of mercy. I see some of you are just shaking and crying and it's beautiful. Today, He's washing you, friend. Just allow that beautiful presence of His love to wash you clean. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes. We love you, Father. Prune us, Dad. Discipline us, Father. Mature us, Dad. That we might inherit your promises. That we might know your face. That we might know the touch of our Dad and his Abba love. Yes. Yes, Lord. Just allow that to sink deep into your heart. You surrender that area into His lap. Yes, just surrender it. You're a good, good Father. It's who You are. It's who You are. It's who You are. And I'm loved by You.
long. Lean in, lean in. We're not here for that much longer. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You are perfect. He loves you so much. Good, good father. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by It's who I am. It's who I am. Thanks for listening to the Nations Church podcast. For more info, please visit nationschurch.com.